This is Dr. Chalmers. Welcome to Wellness Insights with me, Dr. Chalmers. The re what's the advantage of sublingual strips? It gets in your body a lot faster. You don't have to smoke it so it doesn't damage your lungs. You don't have to vape it so it doesn't damage your lungs and throat and mouth and all that type of stuff. And it doesn't go through what's called first pass, which is where it has to go through the liver first. So it's a lot cleaner, a lot safer way of doing it. Uh, it's faster and there's no smoking involved. So it's Awesome. What's the typical activation time for sublingual strips uh, compared to other forms? Uh, oral stuff that you're going to do, so gummies and brownies and cookies and stuff like that, 30 to 45 minutes before you get functional activation. Strips, you're going to look at anywhere from five to 20 minutes. Just depends. So under the tongue or on the cheek. If you put them on your tongue, you're just going to swallow most of it. So under the tongue or on the cheek, in the front of the gums also works as well, like a dip. But that's uh, that's how we do that one. How do I refute the notion that cannabis produces substantial unwanted psychological effects? Um, because all of the research that says it does is bullshit. It is hilarious. Like I read one about how it causes, oh, what was it? Uh, schizophrenia. Like he, the problem was is that when you read the research, like we had these six people and they like cannabis and they all ended up with schizophrenia when they got older. So, you know, is that the cause? It did not discuss any psychological trauma. It did not discuss any uh, genetic run. So like, did, did the parents have it? Did the grandparents have it, have schizophrenia? There was no studies beforehand. They were just like, Hey, you know, we found these kids and they ended up with schizophrenia and they liked cannabis. Okay. Yeah. So you take a thousand kids, they all like cannabis and then six of them end up being, uh, schizophrenic and so you single those guys out and say it was because of the cannabis it's trash it's the dumbest thing i've ever heard there are no real research that shows any deficit because of cannabis ever all the ones are trying to say well you know what these kids smoked a lot of pot when they were 13 and now they're dumb okay it, what there's a lot of people I know who were smart when they were 13 that are dumb now because they just didn't apply themselves so trying to say that it was because of the cannabis is foolish uh i have tons of people that I know who I think are really smart lawyers and doctors and engineers who've been using cannabis since they were teenagers. So I have not seen any research and I read research all the time and I would 100% not get into this and put my name behind it if I had any research that said that it did anything negative. One of the things we do see a lot is that people like it. They like the way they, the person they are on it. They like the way they feel. They think that they're more calm, more relaxed, that they, they laugh easier and they think, hey, those qualities are something I want in my life. That was my decision. I like the person I am when I'm on cannabis. Now, here, you know, let's, let's walk through this one real quick. There's a difference between having one shot of vodka and seven martinis. If you have seven martinis, you're going to be hammered. You're going to be drunk and sloppy and silly. And yes, you're drunk and you're hammered. If you have one shot of vodka, are you drunk? Most of us is going to say no. Are you under the influence of alcohol? I still have lots of people who are like, not really, because you don't have the effects. I'll grant you. Yes, you're under the influence of alcohol. Now, here's where we get into it. If you consume a little bit of cannabis, are you high? That's a question we're all going to have to answer. This is why I want a new national conversation about cannabis. Because I would tell you that if no one can tell, and you're just relaxed, and you're calm, and you can function, that you're not high. Now, when you're sitting on the couch, and your pink, eyes are pink, and you can barely see through them, and you can't move, and you're laughing at everything, yeah, you're high. Yeah, there you go. You're high. But there's a therapeutic range in here where you don't have any pain. Your stress is gone. You're relaxed. You can finally calm down. You can digest all your food. You can just be at peace with the world around you. You can laugh a little bit easier. In this case, yes, you're under the influence, but I wouldn't consider you high. Again, we're going to need to come up with a definition. We all can agree on that one. But like being drunk, you can look at someone who's had one shot and be like, I don't think you're drunk. And then we all know what drunk looks like. So I think that we need to have that conversation in there as well. Under the influence versus high. But that's kind of how we 
we, we kind of look at that one. If you guys have any questions, hit us up. Questions at chalmerswellness.com. Thanks.